Welcome, welcome to the D Bronx Podcast, a Denver Broncos podcast for fans by fans. If you want to hear what the experts have to say, you might want to go somewhere else. But if you want to hear the latest news, analysis, and opinions from fellow diehard Bronco fans, you are in the right place. Now, three guys who take Bronco football seriously, but not themselves. Your hosts, Austin, Ian, and Kevin Etheridge. Yes, welcome back to Deep Bronx Podcast. My name is Austin. I'm joined here with Ian and Kevin, and we got big news. It's not really news because if you're anyone in Broncos country, you've already heard the news, but we've been kind of AFK. We've been a, a little bit absent here the last several, I guess, almost a couple months now, um, but... Broncos country has a new coach, new head coach, Sean Payton, uh, and we've had a lot of thoughts about this over the last couple months. So, Kevin, I'm going to start with you. Let's let me just get your over-encompassing thoughts on <clears throat> on the Sean Payton hire uh, as the Broncos' new head coach. I am incredibly excited. I mean, looking at the process now in the rearview mirror, and from everything we've gathered over the last couple days, it it you know, it's fairly clear that Sean Payton was the coach that the Walton Penner group targeted from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had, I think, a total of eight head coaching interviews, but noticeably absent in the process were any second interviews, which yeah. really s- supports the, uh, the narrative that Payton was their guy all along. Um, and that tells me that some of the things that we talked about, you know, when uh, Nathaniel Hackett was fired, were, was that, you know, look, the, the Broncos have hired three coordinators in succession that had no head coaching experience, and we know the outcome. We've had three failing head coaches over the span of six years. So with new ownership in, deep pockets, it was pretty clear they were not messing around. They were going to swing for the fences. And swinging for the fences meant one of two guys, Harbaugh or Peyton. In their judgment, Peyton was their man. They clearly yeah. felt a connection with him. Um, I have respected Peyton from afar. You know, as a fan of the NFL, I've respected him and what he did in New Orleans over the last 16 years. And let's cast our mind back to when he took that job in 06. That was immediately following the hurricane down there that destroyed the city. Uh, The Saints spent the first year playing on the road. I think they were playing college stadiums his first year down there. And I believe his second year, they made a deep run into the playoffs. He immediately turned things around. He picked up Drew Brees at a point in Drew Brees' career where nobody was predicting he was going to be a future Hall of Famer. The Chargers released him. The char- it, he wasn't in the Chargers' plans, and uh, the Saints picked him up. And guess what? He's heading, to the ha- he's heading to the Hall of Fame in no small part due to the coaching, the tutelage, uh, the culture, the game planning, and everything that Sean Payton did for Drew Brees. So, you know, the – I think we have the exact right head coach at the right time in the Broncos history. We need stability. Yes, we need an adult in the room. Look at that press conference and compare it to Hackett's press conference a year ago. It is yeah. night mm-hmm. and day. Very this guy so. this guy carries himself um, with authority, with gravitas, with professionalism. He is a coach that is not terribly concerned with being liked <coughs> Hackett he is concerned with being respected mm-hmm. and he's going to get the respect of that locker room in a hurry so um, I think Walton Penner deserve a lot of credit um, for getting Peyton on board uh, I think uh, George uh, uh, Peyton sorry two Peytons in a row there deserves some credit for um, working the um, negotiating with the Saints um, to make it happen as well. Uh, I couldn't be happier. Um, I have a lot more to say, but um, well done, Broncos. Uh, wheels up. We have blue skies ahead, gentlemen. Amen. Yeah, I, I uh, 
agree with just about every everything that you said there. Um, I mean, I, I do want to dive into s- to some specifics, including the whole Drew Brees-Sean Payton connection, as well as, you know, what we traded to get Sean Payton. But before we do that, Ian, do you have any other any thoughts to add to that before we kind of dive into more specific stuff? I mean, not not any crazy takes or anything like that. Uh, I like – I. this is a guy that I wanted. I, at some points, I kind of like John Harbaugh more because I knew you weren't going to give up any picks or Jim. anything like that. That's what I meant. You know what I meant. We were never in on John Harbaugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that guy's been there a long time with the Ravens. Um, but, um, yeah, I was in on Harbaugh, but I was more in on Peyton because I saw he just, like, like, a like Kevin was saying, we needed an adult in the room. And obviously, and I got to give Kevin props for last year when we introduced Nathaniel Hackett and you and I, Austin, were like, oh yeah, we like, we like what this guy brings. He's bringing some, some, you know, he's hyper and all that stuff. And Kevin's like, nah, this guy's. This guy sounds like a clown. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when he was like, oh, yo, look, we got we got uh, Russell Wilson, guys. Oh, look at him. I was like, oh, this... and then Kevin's like, this guy just acts like he's a fan. Yeah. He's not a coach. You can't coach your friends. Like, you know, you got to well, be Well, just a not a head coach. Just not a head coach. I, right. I do think he's he is a quality coordinator. Agreed. No, no, yeah, because, I mean, what he did. Not a CEO of a team, in, a, in essence, you know. Yeah, because what he did with. In 2017, where he was, you know, coaching the plays or calling the plays with the Jaguars, they were mm. one play away from going to the Super Bowl. But you know, yeah. Patriots do what the Patriots do, get their way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, hell you're or high right, water, you're hell right. or high water, they'll get their way. Doesn't matter yeah, what, for you sure. know, <laughs> it's rigged. But um, it's scripted. <laughs> it's scripted. Um, no, but. I like everything that that Peyton said during his press conference, especially, and I will get into this when they started talking about, oh, is there going to be any outside coaches in here with uh, Russell Wilson? And he was just yeah. like, oh, I'm not familiar with that, so <laughs> I don't see that happening here. I've and never li- even heard of that garbage, but it ain't happening. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I, I, we're gonna hire. It's gonna be our coaches and nobody else. Yeah, and I still like. Town. And I liked when he said, he goes, yeah, I don't anticipate right. our, I don't anticipate our fans having to count down the thirty second clock anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was a, which was a shot. Which I was like, good. That's awesome. That's the kind of dude we need, uh, running this team. And you know, a lot of people. You know he's he's a hard nosed coach. He's not known for being uh, likable. Hey, listen, listen. He spent three he's, years he's, with he's Bill Parcells. He's not, he's not a buddy buddy coach, and that's no, I no. Think, he, think, he's there to I do, do one thing: think, win ball I games. I do think people. I, I do think people like him. I don't think. I don't think he is. You know, I'll just use Bill Parcells as, you know, or Tom Coughlin. I don't think he's necessarily one of those to that extreme. But he's like a you, you have to do your job. Like he's he's one of those guys that he'll cut you, but he like but then he'll be like, hey, you know, me and the wife are having a barbecue tonight. If you want to come over, like like they're separate. Right. Like he's gonna separate the personal from the football. You know, well, what and I mean? he comes and he comes from the Bill Parcells coaching tree. That's right. He does. Yeah. He's so a, he, I think he's an old school coach that yeah. can that can relate to modern players. I think he's a, exactly. I think he's a nice hybrid coach but mm-hmm. he is no nonsense he holds people accountable there's going to be a way to practice there's going to be a way to show up at meetings people are going to be on time they'll have a dress code uh you know they, they're going to run a buttoned up organization and the other thing he said that i really liked is he's going to tamp down on social media and whether it's russell wilson or simmons or jerry judy jerry you know, judy. trying to build their own brand his message is, your brand's irrelevant. The only brand that matters around here is the Denver Broncos brand. It's a team-oriented brand. Yeah. And we're going to work behind the scenes. But he also, I do love that he's like, we spent $30,000 on a sound system so that everyone can hear us celebrate when we when we. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> he was was like, good. Hey, yeah, was he's like, like, I want the other I team to it. hear. What is going on in there? Yeah, yeah unlike, exactly. Unlike Vic, who, uh, didn't he unplug the speakers at practice? Yeah, that so yeah, so we, that's where Vic Fangio is like he's so old school, it's insane. Yeah. But that, you know yeah. 
But what's but with Peyton, he's still old school, but still new school enough to know like, yeah, to get yeah, the culture. Like there was the no culture of Fangio. There was no culture. He seems of Fangio. to know the balance. He knows. He knows when to be. Hey, we, we, this is business. We need to get the work done. We need to work, 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 and be accountable, like you said, Kevin. But then also knows how to celebrate and 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 be Have uh, relatable to his players yep. and 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 you know be you know be it be a, a likable guy when it's necessary and and be hard nosed when it's necessary. You know, I mean, he'll he's one of those dudes. He'll dance in the locker room after a win. He knows when he knows when the right time is to be a certain way. Whether that is hard nosed or celebratory or whatever, he knows the right times to be all those things, and that's man. We need that. We need somebody because we've had you know we had fans Joseph, Vic Fangio, Nathaniel Hackett. None of them. They were they were all just missing key pieces of that equation. They were all missing some very important aspect or maybe several aspects of the formula, and different ones were missing different things. But they were all missing some key part of that recipe. But well, it, um, it, but let's it, it, sorry. It just just to piggyback on that point, I agree, Sean. All these guys, you know, had all of our previous head coaches. Certainly, the last three, you know, were hired for a reason. They had mm-hmm. they had a skill set, but 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 something was missing uh, that you know clearly didn't translate into many you know victories. Um, you know, uh, during a football season over the last six years, seven years since we've been in the playoffs. But I think what players need, and I, I don't know if Sean Payton said this directly, but it was cer- certainly sort of woven throughout the press conference is, you know, what players really want, even modern players, is they want to be held accountable. You know, they, they, yeah. want, di- they want discipline. They want boundaries. They want structure. Uh, they want to understand what's acceptable and what is not acceptable. They want to know that the rules apply to everybody on the team, from the you know practice squad guys all the way up to your starting QB. Um, yeah. And because ultimately all these guys want to win, and they're smart enough to understand that winning comes through discipline and structure um, and a winning culture. And that means operating as a team, thinking as a team, playing as a team, et cetera, et cetera. And I think if there are going to be individuals on the team that are going to want to, you know, kind of do their own thing and work outside of the lines, show up late for meetings, et cetera, et cetera, they're just not going to last. I think he's going to establish a culture in a hurry there. And he's got yeah. the credibility to get their attention. It's not going to take him two or three years. He just walks in the it's building. It's, it's instant credibility when he shows up. Yep. Yep. And he, he even mentioned, hey, the way that we do things, the way that we're going to do things, it may not be for everybody. And yeah, you, you saw it when he first got to the Saints. The, 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 in 2006 to 2009, when they won the Super Bowl, there was not a lot of the same players. Yeah. Not a lot of the, a lot of the players, a lot of the roster had changed because he was going to get the right guys in the right places, and if it, it and if it didn't, and not not to say that he's a, not to say that he's, you know, just, well, I, I don't want to say my way or the highway, but there is, but there is a, an essence of. You gotta buy into what we're doing, and if that if you don't feel like that's right, then that doesn't mesh with our team. And so we're gonna get people who do mesh with the team. We're gonna get people who do mesh with what we're running here and the way we want to do things here. And that's very it's very important. And and I do want to move on a little bit here, um, uh, because we we did, you know, obviously we we uh, we traded for the coach, and I do want to talk about what we gave up and stuff too. But before we do that, I do want to mention actually something, just kind of something that you were talking about earlier, Kevin, um, you know, how he, you know, he came into the saints and how quickly he changed that organization, just the whole culture there. Um, now a lot of the talk, and I think outside of Broncos country, this is a lot of the talk. I think Broncos country sees it one way. And I would say probably new Orleans saints culture sees it another sees it, a similar way but a lot of people are talking about oh well you know sean payton won the you know he he was so good in in new orleans new orleans because he had a hall of fame quarterback and one thing i want to point out is something that you kind of already pointed out kevin was drew Brees was by no means on the trajectory to be a hall of fame quarterback uh when he ran into sean payton As a matter of fact 
Chargers drafted Eli Manning before trading him. Then drafted Phillip Rivers because Drew Brees was not the guy. That's right. And then, this is a forgotten part. Drew Brees signed with the Dolphins. The Dolphins said, nope. Culpepper. Cole, we're going to go with Culpepper because the injury is too scary. That was a Nick Saban blunder. It was a Ooh. Nick Saban blunder. Ouch. That's true. Um, and so it was then after he was essentially cast off by two teams that the Saints picked him up. Sean Payton picks him up. And so here's the thing. is He wasn't carried. Sean Payton wasn't carried by a Hall of Fame quarterback. He developed a Hall of Fame quarterback who up to that point had not been. He had been a good quarterback, you know, but not a great quarterback, not an outstanding quarterback. And remember, he had uh, he had rotator cuff surgery the year before, so they didn't know if he could actually throw the ball anymore. Well, that was a, that was a that was a big reason in the Dolphins moving on. That was a big right. reason the Dolphins didn't commit to him. Um, was because of that, and you know, kind of. I mean, obviously much different, but you know, because Peyton Manning was already well established. But when Peyton Manning had the neck surgery, and then came to came to the Broncos. We didn't know, you know, a lot of people didn't know how he was going to respond to that surgery. Um, but, but that's the thing. That's the thing that you, that people got to remember about Sean Payton and Drew Brees is Drew Brees was not only not a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he wasn't even a great quarterback, and he had already been cast off as not being the guy by two different teams by the time that Sean Payton had gotten a hold of him. So that just shows Sean Payton knows how to develop a quarterback. And this is kind of a, and I'm not, this is, this, <laughs> we have friends in the family that are big Cardinals fans. Um, this is not meant to be a shot at them, but it came out today in a story that Sean Payton had moved on from the Cardinals job because he didn't want to coach Kyler Murray. Nobody I mean, does. yeah, I don't know. A lot of people that would probably would feel the same way about about Murray but I know but 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 if you take a look at the two quarterbacks more often than not if you well if you take a look at those two quarterbacks a fan's perspective uh, just an NFL fan general fan is going to say well Kyler Murray's been the better quarterback you know the last year like Kyler Murray's by far the better quarterback other than Wilson yeah well, then Wilson yeah Sean Payton wanted to work with Wilson not Kyler Murray. Because Wilson's so I, not a child. Yeah. yeah. Wilson's not a child. Well, yeah. And Wilson's, Wilson's a very, not a child. Wilson, well, you don't need to build any uh, provision in his contract that requires him to cut off PlayStation periodically. <laughs> um, no, li- listen, he, 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 here's the thing. You have, um, you know, Sean Wilson, sorry, <laughs> Sean Payton and, and the Drew uh, Brees pairing. Drew Brees, I'm bigger than Drew Brees. Drew Brees is six feet, I don't know, yeah. what, 200 pounds or something in, in uniform? Yeah, he's not big. And, yeah, and not big he's guy. not big. He's not particularly mobile. He's not particularly gifted. He's got an incredibly accurate arm, right? Mm-hmm. But but that offense was tailored to Drew Brees. He was yeah. protected. I mean, he built that team inside out. The Saints, mm-hmm. year in and year out, had a tremendous offensive line, and he made sure that Brees – was protected. That's and he Peyton, obviously knows how to game plan the Breeze's strengths. Breeze yep. played 16, 17 years, relatively, you know, uh, injury-free with the Saints. He was killed in San Diego. Um, so, yeah, Breeze turned out to be a Hall of Famer. But that seems like really weak sauce to say, okay, well, let's just undermine everything, you know, Sean Payton has done over the last X number of years because he had a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, how many examples can we run through where, you know, really great quarterbacks have failed year after year after year year because they haven't had great coaching? Why don't we start with Russell Wilson? Look at him last year, okay? <laughs> Look how bad he looked after yeah. making nine Pro Bowls. So uh, coaching is a large component in yep. any team's success. Um, so I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not signing on uh to, oh, to, and to that I line of thinking. Completely agree. And a lot of people think, well, yeah. how, how is how is Sean Payton's offense going to mesh with Russell Wilson? Well, that's that's not the thing. 
Sean Payton doesn't have a particular offense because he shapes his offense to the quarterback and the team that he has. Yeah. That's why that, that offense was what it was. It wasn't because he was unwilling to do a different type of offense because that was the offense that worked with Drew Brees and the team that he, ha- that he had in place. So I think it's ridiculous to say, oh, well, Russell Wilson's not going to be able to run that kind of offense. It doesn't matter if Russell Wilson can run that kind of offense because Sean Payton is going to tailor the offense to what he can run. He, Even I mean, been, go ahead. And he's been doing it because, look, he turned when Drew Brees went down with the injury, he turned yep. Teddy Bridgewater and he won five straight games. Yeah, good under, point. Oh, absolutely. And I think Teddy Bridgewater is probably, in terms of his play style, is probably closer to Drew Brees than to Russell Wilson. True. But absolutely. Yeah. But absolutely. Then he turned James Winston. James Winston put up yeah, good James numbers Winston. there. Yeah. Very 14 good touchdowns to three picks. A year after he threw over thirty picks, he threw he threw five in his first game, and then he got injured a couple games later. And he then, got and injured then, after and, week and then, seven, I believe it was. And then you and you can genuinely win games with what I call a hyped up Tim Tebow with Taysom Hill. That yeah. guy's neither a quarterback or a tight end, and you still win <laughs> games with the guy. And listen, in his sixteen years in New Orleans. The New Orleans Saints had the number one overall offense in the league six times. And how they were top five even more than that. Oh, and then you could stretch it out. You're top five, top ten practically every year, but six times number one overall. And listen, in our division, we're trying to compete with Andy Reid, who is an offensive guru, offensive genius. genius. I mean, come on. There, There is no coach in the league that I would rather have leading the Denver Broncos against an Andy Reid Kansas City Chiefs team than Sean Payton. Sean Payton is his his equal (laughs) when it comes to offensive prowess. And quarterback. And you got to think of it this way. What were the Saints before Payton? They were the Aints. Oh, oh, they were nothing. Nothing. They were Not even Mike Dicka could figure out that. That they organization, they couldn't yeah, win Good point. Anything. They they were they were the laughing stock of the league for decades. They're nothing for thirty years. You had Mike yeah. Dickey there. Mike Dickey didn't do anything with them. No. Even Peyton Manning's dad, Archie Manning, couldn't win there. <laughs> yeah, it's it was, yeah. It's, 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 it's a place where careers went to die. Yeah, and until so Peyton and, got there, and we're he changed the culture. Yeah, uh, he changed the culture completely around. Um, and so needless to say, in, in case you haven't caught on yet, all three of us are very excited about the hire. All three of us. Big fans. Incredibly, incredibly happy with the decision to go Sean Payton. Um, I think Jim Harbaugh would have been a great option too, but Agreed. he didn't want to be here, you know, and it turns out Sean Payton, you know, it was one of those two, you know, some people speculate Sean Payton may have been the number one guy. Some people speculate. Jim Harbaugh may have been the one, number one guy. But in any case, it was the two of them. This whole story about D'Amico Ryans. Those are all, those are all people that want to just talk about the Rooney rule. I, I, I'm going to lend more credibility to Schefter than to Ian Rappaport on that one. Um, That's why, yeah. Ian and even, I think Sean Payton, didn't he mention like, oh, man, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he was talking to uh, – Hamilton Lewis or something because no, that's right. He goes, I was just nonstop Peyton and you know, talking to and, the Broncos and Penner the whole time. Yeah, that's right. So, so I, 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 so I think, I think the whole D'Amico right. I think it was, it was Sean Payton and or Jim Harbaugh or bust. Period. It was, yeah, it was one of those two. It was yeah. no D'Amico yeah. Ryan's. There's no way that this Penner Walton group is going to go in with another. First time head coach, especially a, a fourth, and a, fourth, fourth in a row, fourth in a row, and a defensive minded head coach. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna, you're not gonna do yeah. it as well as well as he did with the 49ers. Oh, great with San Fran. It, great with San yeah. Fran, but it doesn't mean that you're automatically you know how to and he, coach and the entire the, team. I mean, I and that's the thing is, I do think he's gonna be a great head coach. He could. But we also thought that about Hackett. We also thought that about Fangio, maybe a little bit less about Vance Joseph, but we also thought thought that about other guys. And as great, and I think D'Amico Ryan's it's probably going to be a great coach, and I think he's probably good, a, a great choice with Houston. I hope now he Houston is. just has now Houston just has to stick with a coach. Well, well of firing every. Well, if week. they fire him, he'll sue him again. Remember, he sued him when he was a player. Yeah, I mean, unrelated, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> compensation 
Let's talk compensation. We gave up a first-rounder this year, okay, 30th overall pick. Um, and next year's – correct me if I'm wrong. Second. Next year's second for Sean Payton and – A third. Was it next year's third? Next year's third. Or this year's? Next year's third. Yeah, next year's third. So the only pick that was given up for this year was the first-rounder. And then for next year's second and then – we get in return Peyton and next year's third. third. What do you guys think? Ian, we'll start with you. Uh, I think it's a great deal. He basically traded Bradley Chubb for a head coach. Uh, a lot of people mm-hmm. don't even think if we would have even offered Bradley Chubb a contract after this year anyways. So yep. basically, you're basically just swapping second and third rounders next year. That's really all you're doing. Uh, to get obviously what we've said in, in length, uh, you know, a Hall of Fame coach that can change the culture of this team, which we've been needing for a long time. So, compensation-wise, I think it's great. Um, t- I mean, they probably could ask for more, but since it's an AFC team, they probably were like, "All right, we'll give it. We'll give him. He's never. I, he's never going to come back to us." So. Well, and I, I think we also have to remember that Peyton and Mickey Loomis are close. That's true. Yeah, and I and I think that I think Peyton I think Loomis knew Peyton wanted to go to Denver, and so the compensation wasn't going to be what it was for another team. And of course, you'd have to you know if it was another team, it would still have to be somewhere that Peyton wanted to go. I think this is here. Here here's the thing. There's not going to be a player in the late first, borderline second round. It's going to be worth that much. That's going to have the have an effect for the next five to ten years on this team that a guy like Sean Payton's going to have. All right, let me... it's just not going to happen. And no. and to take that a step further, this this was a pick we traded. We traded for Russell Wilson last year. This is a pick that we didn't even expect to have to begin with. Yeah, this is a pick that we had. So we traded a pick that we didn't even expect that. Yeah, yeah, I agree with everything you guys said, but I, w- I would add a, a couple things. N- number one, okay. if we had not given away the farm for Russell Wilson, two fifths, I mean, two firsts, two seconds, three NFL quality players, I don't think we'd be that concerned with what we gave up. But we have already yeah. given up so much because of Wilson. Now it just seems like an avalanche is just landing on us, and we've got no picks. So that's why I think we're extra sensitive to the capital that we gave up. But if you just focus at, on it in isolation and you try to just forget the fact that we've already walked away with mega picks because of the Wilson trade, then it, it, it seems fine. I mean, and listen, I think what you said, Austin, is true. Sean Payton must have had some leverage here, right? Because he wants the Broncos' job. Yes, he's close with Loomis. They have conversations. Look, if you're going to require the Broncos to give up too much draft capital, I'm just going to stay at Fox. Because I can stay at Fox Mm -hmm. for another year because my contract expires with New Orleans at the end of next football season. Then the Saints aren't going to get compensated with any draft picks. So ultimately, I do believe Sean Payton held the cards. He could have just sat out another year. He would have been in demand in 2024, and there would have been no draft picks. There would have been no negotiating with the Saints. So because of all these factors, I think it ended up being your classic, sorry for the cliche, but it was a win-win trade for everyone involved. And, um, you know, left Sean Payton, I guess, he felt like he still had enough where he could start to build the team. It, it didn't completely liquidate the, the team of uh, you know draft picks going forward. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Uh, I will say this: quick correction. I believe Co- Peyton's contract was through twenty twenty four. So next year, he, I think he still would have been. Oh, under maybe two years out. Okay, yeah, two more years. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I and I, that does I, reduce I, I think my somebody point. Somebody actually bit. corrected yep. me on that previously because I was I was on the misunderstanding as well. But in any case. If it's you know if, even if it's next year you you're still looking at less compensation than you would have gotten yeah. this year. Oh, you know considerable, what I mean? considerable less. Considerably less, and 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 I think and I think you know especially if if you're the Saints, you want to get because you want to you want to get your team back back in, into contention, you want to get those picks as soon as you can and you want them to be as high That's as right. you can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, 
So there was still drive for them to get it done as soon as possible. And there was drive for Peyton uh, to come to the team that he wants to come to. He's not going to go coach for a team that he doesn't want to coach for. He's not going to come out of retirement to, to coach a team he doesn't want to coach for. You know, it's just that simple. Um, anyways, let's move forward a little bit here. Uh, we got some great points on, on Sean Payton as a whole. Now, of course, the next step in this process is constructing a coaching staff, right? We have a coaching staff. We have vacancies, obviously. Unfortunate news. Fortunate, unfortunate news that Giro Evero is moving on. Fortunate in the sense that you, we don't want someone to be here if they don't want to be here. Unfortunate in the sense that he was, he was a good, good coordinator. I would, <laughs> love good. To, I would have loved to see him stay. Um, but he's moving on. Um, he's already taken another job with the uh, Panthers. Um, and Flores, Brian Flores, who I know was 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 going to be one of the candidates for the Broncos as a defensive coordinator, he's already taken a job with the Vikings. Good. Um, good. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, there's only one candidate that I can see that is a realistic option that they've that they're interviewing. I think tomorrow or something. Um, tomorrow. Yeah, Sean Desai. Do you guys know of anyone else that could be on this radar? Not really. Well, I mean, I, I, listen, I don't. I'm sure Peyton, George Peyton, and Sean Peyton know of many more candidates than we do. Uh, I, I will say this, yep. and, and this is just more of a global sort of viewpoint uh, relative to what's going to happen in terms of the hiring process and assembling the coaching staff. Um, you know, I think one of the things that the ownership wanted was, you know, a head coach who had been successful in the league um, and knew his way around the league and had a lot of contacts and a head coach that had a lot of respect. Uh, and that mm -hmm. respect that I think Peyton has earned over the years is going to be highly beneficial to the organization you know, not just on Absolutely. game day, not just on, you know, game preparation or clock management, but, you know, in building a team um, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and building, I should say, building a coaching staff. So he will attract, I think, a lot of quality candidates. Some of them may be off the radar screen, but the guy hasn't been successful as he has been in New Orleans without having a good staff around him. He'll do the same thing in Denver. It may take him, you know, two or three, you know, hiring cycles to really get thing as things in place as he would like to see them. But I have no doubt that he's going to be able to bring in some quality people. Uh, he'll set the he'll yeah. see, he'll set the right tone and uh, and lead them in the right direction. So I think we'll end up with a good DC. I just don't yeah I don't know who the heck that's going to be. I, I was sort of secretly hoping for for Fangio. Uh, clearly, you know, he's he's not coming, and I sort of understand why. He probably, probably made the, the smart decision there. He's only one, one year removed away from, you know, being the head coach. A lot of the same people are in the building. It's kind of weird to walk in the door again as the D.C. after you've been terminated. Kind of surprised that he was considering it as much as yeah. he was. Because yeah. it seemed pretty clear that he was actually considering it. Um, that was, I, I, think, I think the understanding there is that that was Peyton's number one choice. Uh, and I think when... I think, I think that at least the reports are that when when Fangio decided to take the Miami job, Sean Desai was actually a, hey was actually a recommendation that Fangio made to Peyton, like hey Peyton I'm gonna take the job in, with the Dolphins, but hey here's a guy you should look at since I'm since I'm gonna go elsewhere. That's my understanding of kind of the way that played out. Um, and so Sean Desai, he, he defensive, he was def he formerly a defensive coordinator. Uh, he was not a defensive coordinator last year, to my understanding. I believe he was assistant. Um, he was an assistant to some degree. I have to look it up, and I should have already had that prepared. But um, I, I really personally hadn't even heard his name before this whole process started. Before Sean Payton came on board, hadn't heard his name. But as he, but to your point, Kevin, Sean Payton commands a certain amount of respect. He commands a certain amount of credibility. That there's, I don't think there's going to be a lot of coordinators that are at least still available, um, or coordinator candidates that are still available that would not 
jump at the opportunity to work with Sean Payton on 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 a on a staff like his uh, with a defense that was in in most regards great last year. Now they fell off a little bit at the end because they were on the field 90% of the game and 40% of their players were on IR. But um but as a whole the unit was incredible for most of the year last year. So not only are you going to a team where you know the unit that the, the defensive side of the ball has got a lot of talent, but you're going and playing with a all a future Hall of Fame coach. You're coaching with a future Hall of Fame coach. Um and one that came out of retirement and you know a guy doesn't come out of retirement unless they, they truly believe that there's a reason to do so. There's a reason to, to come out of retirement. They have that passion and fire to win again, and that they're in a situation they believe they can win again. So, I, I, and I think that's the case. I think Sean Payton believes that this is an organization and a situation that he believes that his imprint and his way can can lead to championships. I think that's that's what we think. So, I think any any defensive coordinator is going to want to want to join that. As far as the rest of the coaching staff, there hasn't been a whole lot of announcements based on who's going to stay and who's going to go. Um, I know we did. I guess we poached, <laughs> for lack of a better term, we actually poached um, uh, a former Saints coach, uh, O line coach. Um, what's his name? Does anyone have his name on hand? Uh, I I do not, but it, it's. Uh, I th- I think it does speak volumes that his first co- first uh, coaching hire is O line. I think that Zach Strife. Yeah, it's O line. He's going to put Zach it. Strife. Our O line's going to be a lot better next year. Oh yeah, and because I mean, because as any any good head coach should, Peyton puts a premium on the O line. Won and lost in the trenches. You got to have a good O line to have your. That's that's where that's where the whole offense starts it's with the O line. If there's no blocking, run game ain't going anywhere. If there's no blocking, pass game ain't going anywhere. It starts with the O line. Um, so, so yeah, so I was, uh, so I'm really excited to see what they do with the offensive line as, as well as the rest of the roster, uh, which kind of brings me to my next point is not my next point, but I guess next topic is obviously free agencies come coming close about a month away. Um, we got guys that are going to be free agents and we have a lot of positions that we may think that we want to see different free agents come in or whatever the case is. As far as free agency goes, now now we'll probably probably do maybe more of a free agency preview uh, in a few weeks. But just just quick thoughts on free agency: Are there any positions that you're like, man, that's a position we really need to get better at, and hopefully maybe via free agency, or even if there's any any guys uh, that are pending free agents that you want to see the Broncos try to re-sign or 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 bring in from the outside. I'll let Ian go. I say you could poach two players from the Saints organization right now because we don't know what the hell is going to happen to Draymond Jones because he's a weirdo. Um, mm-hmm. I say if you can't uh, – Marcus Davenport. You could probably get Ooh, get Marcus yeah. Davenport. Um, and another guy that's – He's good. It, it, yeah, he is so good. he is a pending free agent. Yes, he is a pending free agent. I actually did not know that. That's that's good news. Yeah, so Marcus Davenport would be like my number one guy. Yeah, just to solidify that line. Um, mm-hmm. But, and you know, this is going to be, you know, often injured, did well in the Sean Payton system. What, I think I know where you're going with one this. One-year prove-it deal, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. One-year prove-it deal. I could see it. I could see it. But um, your ankle got to stay up, man. Ankles got to stay up. There's a little bit when healthy, when healthy, the Broncos receiver room kind of has a log jam, but it's a log jam of a lot of guys who are like, you have Tim Patrick coming back from injury, right? Who's fair, fairly proven, not elite, right? But proven. You have Cortland Sutton who has shown a couple flashes of being elite, but then not. Uh, you have Jared Judy who's shown flashes of being elite. But then not. Uh, you have KJ Hamler, who is very fast. That's what we he's have proven him. zero. <laughs> he is not. Proven he's not proven much. much. He's got, he's got a lot of heart. He's got a lot of heart. I say because mm-hmm. I always say yeah. with, with the wide receiver group, 
That's you're always one injury. It's like it's like cornerbacks. You're always one in. You're like you think you're always you think you're stacked until there's an injury, and then you're not. And then there's another and injury. Then you're not. And then now you're like, oh, now I gotta go with Edwards. You're like, who? Yeah. And then like, so like if you could just get like somebody like a Michael Thomas or, you know, because you know a lot of people are real soft on Cortland Sutton after this last season. And, uh, which I, I think is unfair. I, I, it was a very poor run offense from top to bottom. So like Cortland Sutton, you know, he's, he's still got more time on his contract. See how he works with, with, with Peyton and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't see cause everybody's like, Hey, should we trade a uh, Cortland Sutton for draft picks? No draft picks are uncertain. No. You know, this dude can catch mm-hmm. the ball. I mean, hell he had one of the best catches of the year what a month ago but because the refs just love the other team oh my gosh yeah don't, don't yeah exactly oh yeah 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 how, how he, on two people he got the pass interference call. oh, oh, oh my I, gosh. I almost tipped the new tv over <laughs> you know like that it was such a it was such a bad call don't do that but, no i didn't obviously <laughs> but know. but but the thought was in my head but you know the, the, yeah. the duke is still play ball it's you know, everybody's like, oh, after the ACL injury, you know, he's not really been. I was like, dude, just give the dude a chance to come back. You know, just give him a chance. But, so, you got to keep that room. And then, obviously, what we have to do in free agency, we have to get a running back. Have to. And I know a lot of these idiot, yep. straight idiot Broncos country dudes are like, oh, dude, you know, we should probably try for, like, Alvin Kamara. I'm like, dude, do you know that guy's probably going to be suspended for at least 10 games next year? Yeah, I'd rather for not. like a ga- not for that. like a gang line a gang line beatdown. Dude, that he bring, did. I, I would I would rather see Murray come back. No, and he played under Sean Payton, and he was our best running back last year because uh, Pookie Williams went down with the injury. So yeah, you bring mm-hmm. that dude back. I'd say, I mean, I wouldn't give him seven million dollars a year, but if he wants like two million dollars for one year, yeah, you bring him back as a, you know. You know, as a backup, because, I mean, you got to look at all the other running backs that are, what, you got Saquon Barkley. He's an unrestricted free agent this year. Um, he's probably going to garner probably more money than – A lot of money. Probably more money than we're going to want to spend. I'd love to see Barkley, but I don't, I'd, not for the money it's going to cost. No, it's going to cost a lot of money. But you got a lot of dudes. You got, there's a lot of people out there that we could get, a lot of, lot of free agents that we could get, but we have to have, like – Mike Boone out, dude. The guy just can't can't stay healthy. So yeah, that's what I would do. Um, real quick, couple thoughts on. So I, Draymond Jones, I do think is going to be a priority signing. I do think they're going to try and sign him. Hopefully, Davenport is a great option if if that doesn't happen. Um, uh, as far as the running back position goes, we're, we're going to need to sign somebody. But I also think that underrated in one of the trades was getting chase Edmonds. I do think they're going to use him a lot more heavily next year. Again, we traded for him and then he was injured part of the time that after we traded for him, but you know, obviously we know Sean Payton has at least in the past, he's liked to use running backs in the, in the, in the passing game and chase Edmonds fits that bill perfectly, you know? Um, so I think he's going to be more involved than than maybe people are even thinking at this point. Um, yeah. To to the point where 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 a high high end signing may not even be necessary at the at the running back position. Now, a signing is necessary, but I don't know, I don't know that I believe it has to be one of the top end free agents. Um, but we'll see. I mean, that's that's just one of the thoughts that is kind of just one of the counter thoughts to, to a lot of these free agent running back pitches that people have had. And one guy, the one guy that I'm going to mention here is actually one of our own that I'm like, man, we need to bring him back. We need to bring him back. We need to bring him back. I don't care who the defensive coordinator is. Bring back Alex Singleton. Oh yeah. Dude. Bring back yeah. Alex Singleton, whatever you got to do, get him. This is the third year in a row. Third year in a row that he has led his team in tackles in the season. I think he, third year I think in a he row. will be there because he was just on the uh, DNVR podcast today. Yeah, but that but that that has nothing. But that has 
yes, he was on the DMVR podcast, but they, they have nothing. They, they're not associated with the team signings and stuff like that. Well, I, I mean, know that. He, even Alex Singleton was saying <laughs> on the podcast, he's heard nothing to this point because they haven't signed a defensive coordinator yet. So, right. um, but you got to bring you got to bring Alex Singleton back. So one hundred percent. That's that's my thought. That's my thought. Um, any other free agents to, to quickly touch on before we? Uh, before we move on, I mean, I'll just weigh in briefly. I, yeah. yeah, I think that you know the Broncos are in a really tough spot in terms of building a roster right now. You know, the draft capital we've talked about. You know, they're really light on draft picks, particularly premium ones, and um, you know, cap space now has been cannibalized by Russell Wilson. So we we don't have a lot of money. We got to be incredibly smart. So I mean, mm-hmm. th- there's got to have some a lot of strategic meetings going on right now about the direction of the, the team. You know, what are you going to do this this year? I mean, do you really want to go out there and spend a lot of, you know, cap money on free agents? Or are you better off trying to move some players <clears throat> that have some value and try to build some draft capital for the next two, three, four years? Because we're going to we're gonna need it. Um, you know, I, I, you know, Cortland Sutton, I, I would, Slightly disagree with what what Ian said. You know, since he had the knee injury, you know, he hasn't played like a number one wide receiver. He's not the same guy. Um, you know, if, if we could get you know some value for him in a trade, I do it in a heartbeat. Um, we, we really need some draft picks. We also need to look at life after Russell Wilson. I, I think Sean Payton is going to give him a year. You know, if Wilson doesn't, you know, do a one eighty this year and start to resemble the quarterback that we traded for, he's going to be gone. And then we're going to be in worse cap space, you know, for, you know, 2024. Um, But we're going to need to find our next quarterback. So there's a lot of moving part, a lot of moving parts, a lot of decisions, a lot of variables here. Um, I know they're going to be active in in free agency, but it's probably going to be the second, third tier guys um, because I just don't, I don't know what our cap space looks like, but it can't be tremendous um, relative to the last few years where we where we were, you know, flush with with cash. Um, but whatever players they target, I really hope they're interior players. You know, I want offensive linemen, and offensive I want defensive linemen. That's what I want. Um, and and you know, we we have some. Even if we traded the Cortland side, I still pretty feel pretty good about the wide receiver group. Particularly if, if uh, you know Tim Patrick is is healthy, um, and, mm-hmm. and we've got a you know, decent you know decent to very good uh, group of um, skilled players in the defensive backfield. Linebackers played surprisingly well last year, but I want us to really shore up the the interior of the team. Agreed. I think, and I think an interior is going to be. I mean, just knowing anything about. Peyton, I think it's going to be a priority. Uh, G- George Peyton actually did did actually say today that they plan to be aggressive in free agency. I saw that. Um, which, which seems you know they have eleven point nine million in cap space currently, which seems like that'd be hard to be too aggressive. Uh, but if you remove the contracts of like Graham Glasgow, Ronald Darby. Yeah. Maybe an, another guy here or there. They can get close to thirty million plus pretty quickly um, by making some of those moves. So, so we may see whether that's whether that's trading those guys away or just outright cutting them. We may see some of that. I also see they may. I could see them trading even even with the few draft picks they have. I think they have five right now. You could see them even trading back at points in the draft to just to acquire a few more picks. Um, so. I think all those things are on the board. All those things are on the table. Um, but it, I did find it interesting that he specifically mentioned um, specifically mentioned uh, being aggressive in free agency. And Sean Payton said, hey, the goal here is to win. I, th- I do think that I, – I don't think they're going to make moves that they believe are going to actively make the team worse this year in order to be better the following year. I believe that their, their goal is to be better this year and moving forward. So – uh, well, I mean, we'll see, you know, we'll see, we'll see the way that that shakes out and the way that that plays out. But, um, the last, there's two more things I want to talk about. The last one is, is the last one we'll get to right before we close is just Super Bowl prediction. 
Um, but before we get to that, the last thing I want to talk about is just Russell Wilson specifically, because um, we haven't really talked to him, talked about him all that much. Uh, obviously, last year was, I mean, disastrous to say the least. Anyone in Broncos country knows that. Last year was disastrous when it comes to Russell Wilson and his play. Um, so, so I just want to get your guys' thoughts on what you know, in kind of a short form, you know. What 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 do you think the realistic realistic expectations can be of Russell Wilson? I think Sean Payton believes that he can turn Russell Wilson around. I think Sean Payton wants to work with him and believes that Wilson's a hard worker that's going to do what it takes to, to to get this all turned around. But what are the realistic expectations? Now, of course, we look at his career. He was a Pro Bowler pretty much every single year. He was he was elite or borderline elite every year he's in the league until last year. Um, but at the same time, we look at some of the film from last year. We saw, we, we saw a film of guys getting open and Russell Wilson, not seeing them or whatever the case is. Now, how much of that is coaching? You can, you can certainly scheme guys open and still not coach the quarter or the quarterback on, on the, the reads to make or the progressions and stuff like that. So it still could be, coaching base but it also could just be him not reading it right you know so i so to wrap up what what do you guys think is kind of realistic expectations for russell wilson specifically this coming year because if he doesn't do something good this year i think that they may even try to move on even with the cap hit the dead cap money that would follow the following year um i do think that this year is going to be of vast importance to the rest of his career uh, as a Bronco. So what do you guys think is realistic? Uh, Ian, we'll start with you. Well, I think he's humbled. So I think, and I, he, I think he, I, I'm pretty sure I heard that he said that he's going to take any coaching that Sean Payton, just take it all to heart. Um, I think, yeah. you know, I, I, he's not a dumb guy. We know that we know he, he mm-hmm. knows that what happened last year was an arbitrage. It was crazy. But yeah. I think, but with Sean Payton, I think he's going to tailor the offense to his strengths. That's the one thing that Sean Payton's good at. He's going to tailor, not like, not just a let Russ cook. I feel like we might see more of no. what we saw from what maybe Pete Carroll did. Even though Pete Carroll is a defensive, defensive-minded uh, head coach, you might see more of a Seattle-style offense where it's bully ball, where you just pound the rock and then throw the ball deep because you know i mean obviously get the defense to suck in right because we know we know the one thing that that uh russell wilson doesn't like he can't throw the ball up the middle there is no slant routes for this guy the guy just doesn't know how to hit slant routes unless it, unless you take those slant routes and you move them to the outsides towards the uh towards the sidelines um so i think if he could just maybe just if you got like thirty percent more of what he did this this last year to next year, like say if you said having sixteen touchdowns, have twenty eight, and I think I think Peyton can get that out of him. So I I, I don't you know it's close I, to double. Yeah, it's cl- it is close to double. Like thirty two would be double. It's more than thirty <laughs> percent. Oh yeah, you sure. Uh, but I think I think I I do think that I do think that. Uh, Peyton can get a lot more out of him than than Hackett did because I just think it was just it was just screwed I think from most the beginning. People I think that. it was just really screwed from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I, and I th- go ahead. Yeah, Kevin. I would say I, th- I think the first thing Pey- Peyton Sean Peyton is going to need to do is to sit Russell Wilson down and talk about you know Russell Wilson. How, yeah, how did you handle yourself last year? How did you handle yourself in the locker room? the press conferences, you know, I, I don't think you need to be so effusive at the press conferences. Remember everybody's name, get up there, answer the questions, move on. This is football. You're and it, 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 you're not up there selling anything, you know, let's, let's get back to business. You know, we talked about his personal, you know, QB coach is going to be out of the building. He's probably going to lose his office. He, he needs he needs to be another guy in the locker room. He needs to be a leader because yeah. he's the quarterback, but he shouldn't 
Yeah, he's going to be a leader still. But, 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 but he yeah. shouldn't separate himself as you know a prima donna or somebody who has privileges that other people do not. And I think Sean Payton will shake that out of him. He's also going to have to work on his psychology because clearly, as Ian said, Russell Wilson was humbled and he's probably lost you know a lot of confidence. You know, I I'm not particularly bullish on Wilson. I mean, if you look at the, the NFL, you know, history of the NFL, at least over the last 20, 30, 40 years, I mean, how many successful pocket quarterbacks have you seen under six feet? I think the answer is zero. Um, and he's not a great, uh, you know, what, what, what you would say about Wilson until last year is he made good decisions. And now he seems to have lost that ability. But he's not a pocket pocket passer. I don't think he's ever going to be a top tier pocket passer. He's five ten. It's just not going to happen. So he's going to have. Yet Peyton's going to have to build a tremendous offensive line, a great running game, and a great defense. And he's going to have to turn Wilson into a quasi game manager, who can turn something. You know when it pray play breaks down he still has legs he still has creativity he can still make some things happen but he, i think he's going to look very different than he did russell wilson will look very different than he did last year he's going to be under center a lot more than he than he was last year um yeah and that should be the and, case. and um sure. and, and hopefully i mean i don't know if there's a better quarterback to bring in to help russell wilson and I trust Sean Payton. You know, a year from now, I think Sean Payton will know if Wilson is done or not. And if he's done, mm-hmm. to to your point, Austin, I I think they cut bait, and and, and they're they're just going to have to stomach the cap hit. I think they will. They'll move on. Um, but he's got a year. There's a lot of pressure on Wilson to get this turned around. But he's fortunate that Walton and Penner, you know, went out there and got possibly the best quarterback the most friendly QB friendly, you know, head coach in the league, someone who's done yeah. it and someone who's done it with a relatively short quarterback, who I'm sure Russell Wilson would love to, you know, mimic uh, some of what Drew Brees did over the years. So, um, yeah. but anyway, that's it. I mean, you know, I think he's going to look different and, and if he's going to be successful, it'll be with, it'll be with Sean Payton. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, and I do think, I actually, I actually, you know, just I actually believe that Wilson was part of the draw for Peyton. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, that sounds weird when you when you look at last year, um, but I do believe that Peyton sees something, knows something, and certainly believes something um, about what he can get out of out of Russell Wilson. Um, you know, when I look at the film last year, I'm like, there's no way. Like, again, if I just look at the film last year, I mean, I was one of, one of Wilson's biggest critics last year as far as his play was. Um, not, you know, not not as big of a critic as some people his off the field stuff, but but his play was so bad, and I was just like, man, this this just guys are getting open, he's not seeing them. But but I I'm really just deferring to Sean Payton here. I mean. As we all should, right? Um, deferring to Sean Payton in that he came out of retirement, came out of a soft, cushy Fox Sports job, specifically to coach with the Broncos and to coach Russell Wilson. And I don't think that he comes out of retirement if he's like Russell Wilson's a, a train wreck, a dumpster fire, and he's not going to be fixed. He believes something. He believes something. And so I'm going to say. If Sean Payton's going to come out of retirement to coach Russell Wilson, he believes he's going to get something good out of Russell Wilson. And I think most good coaches, most coaches who really love the passion and the fire and the competitiveness of coaching, they want the challenge. They want the challenge. And so, um, at least in everyone's eyes, coaching Russell Wilson back to relevancy is a challenge. Um, So realistic expectations oh man i don't know it's hard to say i'd say wins more than stats um i say i i mean you know i see us more in the nine to nine and eight range maybe ten and seven next year somewhere in that range well, um, well, because a lot of people because, say because of 
Well, yeah, go ahead. Hold on. Because of Sean Payton's coaching and stuff, as far as stats go, I just the main thing that I see is 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 the picks going down, the interceptions going down, back to like, you know, maybe he only gets twenty four touchdowns, but he also only gets six picks. You know what I mean? I just I, I see that's going to be one of the biggest change, and at least the way that I see it, is is the efficiency and the the the, the turnovers. Like kind of the point that you made, Kevin, was prior to last year, making good decisions was kind of his mo. He didn't turn the ball or he protected the ball, and I think we're going to see him get back to that. So what were you going to say, Ian? Oh no, you pretty much explained what I was about to say, anyways. Oh okay, yeah. awesome. So last thing, last thing, we're going to close up here. I just want I just want quick quick predictions for Sunday's Super Bowl between the godforsaken Chiefs and the almost as godforsaken Philadelphia Eagles but not quite as godforsaken. What do you guys think? Kevin. Well, listen, I, as you guys know, uh, and as many of our listeners know, I I do live in Philadelphia, so I'm going to pull for the home team. Um I do believe the e- you can't pull for the Chiefs. I do believe the Eagles are a better team than Kansas City. Eagles really don't have any real weaknesses. Um, great on offense, great on defense. I mean, they they get after the passer. Look, they put two quarterbacks out in, 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 in the NFC Championship now. game. Two quarterbacks on their back. And you, you, we know what the formula is against Mahomes. I mean, Tampa Bay did it a couple of years, in this, couple of years ago in the Super Bowl. They, they pressured him almost into oblivion. And now Mahomes is on a, on a gimpy ankle. So, yeah, I do believe that the Eagles will win the game. It's tough to, you know, I wouldn't wager money on it because I'm not going to bet against Andy Reid. I think Kansas City has the, the, the coaching advantage, right? Reid's been there. It's, in many big games before, but the Eagles are just a better team. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Eagles by uh, 10 points. All right, Ian, what do you think? Since I'm forced into doing this, um, I hate both teams, I just so everybody knows. I hate both teams with a passion. I don't actually hate the Eagles. I just hate the fans. Agreed. Yeah, I, I, I like Jalen Hurts. I like A.J. Brown. I like Miles Sanders. I like those people. They have plenty of like. Yeah, they have plenty of likable guys. But, yeah, it's just those – that those those. I mean, when you got to grease the poles before just because you know you're going to burn your city to the ground, win it or lose. tells you enough about the city. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> this place is a, it's full of psychos. West Philadelphia, <laughs> born, born and raised. And raised. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a bunch of idiots. But – I'm sorry, but stop. I can't root. I can't Kill. root for the Chiefs. No, absolutely not. So I pull for nobody. But I think the Chiefs will win, and I think they'll win. Man, I twenty seven, twenty seven, twenty one. I think they win. Okay, uh, for me, shoot. I haven't put a lot of thought of it into it because I don't like either team. Um, you know, obviously, especially hate the Chiefs. Uh, but it's so hard to pick against. I mean, because here's the thing. It's, it's, I agree with you, Kevin. I think as in terms of each individual unit, I think the Eagles are a better team overall. But is it, it's so hard to pick against the better quarterback. Yeah, you can't pick against Patrick Mahomes. And as, as hard as it is to say Mahomes is the better quarterback. You know? It's not close. Um, Mahomes is the better quarterback for sure, but he is gimpy. It doesn't. I'm going Eagles. What? I'm going Eagles. What you, I'm saying the Eagles. You saw what Patrick Mahomes did with one leg? By two. But J- Jalen Hurts isn't two. exactly chopped liver here, guys. I mean, no, 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 he's not. He's not, not chop lever, but I still he's not, remember. But he's not a better quarterback than Mahomes. I, Nobody can. I still remember that when that guy got benched in the national championship game for Tua Tungavailoa, and then had a transfer to Oklahoma in order to get playing time. And, and, and yeah. that's to um, his credit that the guys come back. I mean, he shows some real grit. Absolutely, absolutely. Because I think he's a better absolutely. quarterback. Because I think he's a better up. quarterback than Tua. I do. Just, We're gonna close this up. Mahomes is the better quarterback. Period. This is not. You can't. Oh, yeah, argue they, no, no one is arguing um, you, arguing with you, Austin. 
think Eagles by two. <laughs> You're trying to draw us um, in. Eagles by two. And no Travis Kelsey, so come on. What's that? Eagles by uh, yeah, he's kind of an X factor. True. <laughs> I hey, I'm saying by two. I'm not I'm just like, hey, field goal for the better team. You know, they get they get a field goal right at the end of the game. They I, 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 I I'd say know. Eagles uh at least by ten. I don't think it's gonna be close. Every, everyone right, remember that. Remember where you heard it, where you were when you heard this. That, right here. Okay, yeah, you, where okay. We wherever you are right now, you two guys, remember where you were. Uh, we'll, we'll remember where All you're right, that's going to do it for, for, for Ian. Kevin, I'll be, I'll be oh up on a God, pole what? somewhere, you know, <laughs> sliding down. <laughs> you're not <laughs> going to get sliding down the pole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, from Ian, from Kevin, from myself, we are out. Thanks for listening to the D Bronx podcast. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, help us out by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts.